What's up? My name is Casey Budge, and I have an uh, another awesome guest with you. I am here with Kalen Beasley. Uh, he is a amazing independent country music artist uh, up in Casper. How's it going, man? I'm doing well, man. You're gonna have to go a little further north, though. I'm up in Cody. You're in Cody. Okay. You're. I misread your bio. Uh, uh, how is Cody? It's good. It's uh, it's typical spring up here, cold and windy and and sunny and all all that all at once. Heck yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it is not. It it's sunny and nice outside here, but yeah, just like Laramie always is, it's the wind is blowing and it's pretty nasty. So <laughs> yeah, we get plenty of that too. Yeah, man. Well, why don't we start off by you telling me a little bit about yourself uh, and your music, how you got into playing music, that sort of thing. Sure. Well, I'm, uh, you weren't totally off there. I was, I was born in Casper, uh, but I've, I've been a Cody. I call myself a Cody native because I moved to Cody when I was uh, less than a year old. I uh, spent, grew up in Cody and um, uh, didn't get into music super early in life. Uh, Grew up, my dad was a rodeo cowboy. Uh, my mom worked in the oil industry, so that's how they met in Cody. There's a big big oil industry up here, and then we have the Cody Night Rodeo, so that's how they met. And um, so I just grew up wanting to be a cowboy my whole life, rodeoing and, um, you know, trying to emulate my dad. And and um, he was he's a musician, he has a band, and I have quite a few relatives that have, have bands or play, or, you know, pretty musical family, especially on my dad's side. And, um, so yeah, uh, I just grew up rodeoing and um, and eventually went to went to college and I went to Bozeman and that's where I kind of got started playing music and and um, I was on the rodeo team up there and and then kind of just faded more into the music and faded kind of out of riding bucking horses and and uh, now quite a few years later still doing it. Nice, man. So you have some firsthand knowledge of the rodeo world. Uh, is that kind of where the inspiration for uh, Boot on the Other Foot um, kind of came from? Uh, yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm not like, a, I, I don't rodeo anymore, but I do feel like having been in it for enough years, I, I was able to uh, write about it with a little bit of authority uh, um, to some degree. And actually that, that was a story from my friend, Devin Riley. Um, he was, uh, he was rodeoing and had a bad in, I don't know if you know Devin, but he had a, an injury that affected his, uh, I think he landed on the back of his neck, got bucked off a bareback horse and affected his, um, something in his nervous system and he's losing strength in his hands. And so it was kind of a, having a conversation with him about his life sort of transitioning from being on the road, rodeoing to being home while his girl at that time was able to go chase her rodeo dream it was sort of like the transition point and so we we both kind of had a epiphany that that might be a good idea for a song and uh yeah so the rest of it was just basic you know my basic knowledge of of the sport so yeah that's awesome man what are some other uh what are some other influences that you have uh as far as songwriting goes Oh, you know, my general influence is just life. You know, I I, um, I draw uh, influences from things I read about or see or talk to people about a lot of times. And this is probably a lot of songwriters. If, 
if we're in a conversation and you say something, especially, I think Western people tend to have the best turns of phrases, you know, just old cowboys or, you know, they just say, they just have a weird way of, of uh, alluding to something or putting things in, in simple terms. And a lot of times those make really good songs. And so you'll kind of listen to conversations and, and have, you know, sort of a, an idea on something to write about. Um, but musically, I listen to a lot of a lot of different kinds of music, uh, like probably a lot of people I like, you know, Turnpike Troubadours and a lot of that Texas country. I grew up, you know, when I was in college, Cross Canadian Ragweed was a big inspiration for me to get into writing songs, Reckless Kelly, some of those um, Texas, Oklahoma bands. And then um, I've always listened to, you know, Ian Tyson and Robert O'Keen and then my sort of yardstick. Um, the, the songwriter I, I look up to the most is a guy named Guy Clark. So, um, so you know, country music is my general uh, listening preference, but I, I listen to old rock and roll. I've listened to hip hop and rap, but um, I, seem, I seem to draw more influence from the, the folk or country artists for sure. Nice man. If you're not if you're not writing or out on the road or doing that sort of thing, what do you what what takes up your days when you're not doing music stuff? When I'm not doing music, well, I have a I have a job like a like a nine to five job. Um, it's a pretty sweet job. My family owns a bookstore up here in Cody, and so I manage that. I I do all of the ordering and and a lot of the bill paying and scheduling and just the day to day work. Um, the, the, fun stuff, I guess you could say, of, of running a, a retail store. So I do that when I'm not on the road playing or, or writing. Um, that's kind of the other thing I do to, to make ends meet. And um, yeah, I, 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 I enjoy hockey quite a bit. I play hockey. I grew up, that's another thing I did was grew up playing hockey. So if I'm, if I'm sitting on the couch and I'm not playing my guitar, I'm probably watching a hockey game. <laughs> nice, man. Well, uh, what team do you root for? I root for the Avalanche, Colorado. Oh, nice man. I got to go to an Avalanche game a few weeks ago. It was super fun. Yeah, they win. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's a pretty fun place when they win. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, it's awesome. Uh, do you do any hunting, fishing, anything like that? I'm a big fisherman. I okay. I don't hunt as much anymore. Um, I grew up doing a lot of hunting and I don't as much anymore. Um, I probably will get back into it. I have a, I have a bird dog that I've, I'd like to, she needs a lot of work. So I'll probably start hunting birds with her. Um, but I, I fish as much as possible. I, I fish, you know, this winter has been a little colder, so hasn't been super great for fishing, but probably all summer long. If I'm, if I have some, some time I'm heading up to the North Fork, we have a ton of rivers around Cody, so it's yeah. never hard to find a place, to, pretty good spot to be like fish. Yeah, I'm from Jackson too, so I, I uh, Oh you are, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've uh come up to Cody a little bit and do a little bit of fishing up that way too. Yeah, you got a lot of fish around Jackson too. We were just in Jackson last week, so um nice. yeah, Jackson's a great place. Yeah, that's actually kinda how I heard about you. Uh I think it was Old West um Americana did a post about you guys and a couple other people playing at the Verge and uh so um it kind of got cycled through my circles and I heard about you and I started listening to music and that's how we're here. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clay who runs that, he's a great, great dude, good friend. And, uh, he's, he's just been awesome for, for people like me that are pretty obscure, you know, so he's, he definitely helps us out quite a bit to get heard. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks Clay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Clay for shouting me out the other day too. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, so what's, one of your songs that you 
think is a little bit underrated. What's like, uh, you, you put a lot of love, a lot of hard work into it, and uh, you don't feel like it gets enough attention or notice as you think it should. Oh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good question and a difficult question too. Um, I don't know if I could pick just one song, but I was I just was having a conversation with a friend about this and. Um, sort of in the same way, kind of talking about like what's my favorite song of, uh, or kind of how I, I deal with my favorite songs versus other people's favorite songs. And it's I do feel like this is kind of uh, a thing with songwriters. It's a lot of times the songs that like I really like and I'm really proud of that I think that that uh, people will you know that I that I think are super catchy or witty or whatever. Those are almost never the songs that other people like or share or my most listened to songs it's really weird the way it works like that like and it's just sort of the the business too like the only thing i have control of is is the writing and and you know putting songs out after that everything's out of your hands literally like people you know you you think they're gonna like one thing and and they might like something entirely different or they might not like any of it you just have have no idea but i think my answer to that is that some of the songs that I that I like the most, other people don't like, and it's it's almost unanimously like that. It's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, I hear that quite a bit. That like pe- people be like, "Oh, uh, this is probably going to be like my big song off of this album or something like that," and then it ends up being some random other song that they put on there just to kind of fill the album space. And yeah, a thousand percent. You'll be. I mean, as a songwriter, even. You know, I'll I'll think in terms of like I want to write a song that sounds like a big hit, right? And that is the dumbest thing to say. Yes, yeah. I'll get to decide that. Like the you know people decide what's a big hit and what they what they really like. So it's almost like anytime I say something like, oh, this is this is this sounds like a hit. It's almost definitely one thousand percent not going to be a hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh what's what's one of your favorite stories from when you've been at a show or something like that and just something absolutely absurd happened oh man <laughs> i i i don't know if i could pick one out i mean i've played a lot of shows i've been playing music now for um uh, i don't know t- over 10 years something like that so i've seen a lot of different stuff i've seen bar fights i've seen you know marriage proposals i've seen breakups I mean, there's, there's been, you know, kitchen floods and fires and <laughs> all, all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, you play in bars late night long enough, like any bartender, I'll tell you the same thing. Like you see the whole gamut of humanity, good and bad. A lot of it's bad, especially if you're in a bar after midnight. I mean, there's, yeah. there's an old saying about, about that, but uh, you know, nothing, nothing I can think of that's like too, too wild. Um, and, um, I mean, I've survived all of it, so none of it was too bad. Good deal. What's your favorite show that you played so far? Oh, man, that's hard. <laughs> that's a good question. These are great questions. It's hard to pick one out. Um, you know, we've been doing these songwriter festivals the last couple of years up here, and and they're real big, like in Texas, but they're starting to get a little bit bigger and and more of them up north and in, in other places outside of the south. Um, but those those kind of are my favorite shows because um, you like now I have a band and, and I'm I'm liking that because I get we get to make more noise and people dance and all that. But it, at the heart of it, I'm really I really am gravi- I, I gravitate towards stories and songwriting. And so when I just get to sit up on a stage and have like an entire audience just sit there and 
quietly listen to you know the story I used to introduce the song and then and then all the words I've you know taken a lot of time meticulously sort of put together and you know put a lot of effort in when I just have that in front of me that's that's kind of my favorite environment to sit in is is like a songwriter type uh, setting like that yeah those are always fun uh what's what's one of your favorite stories that you've made into a song oh man um well i'll tell you what one song that isn't a true story that a lot of people think is is i have a song called goodbye byu and that um it's just a story of a of a young guy who grows up in provo utah and you know wants to escape his uh, you know, his Mormon upbringing by moving to Jackson Hole and chasing <laughs> wild women and, and deep snow and all that. And so that that was, you know, it's not a true story, but having played that song as many times out as I have, I've actually run across a couple different people who, who told me that was their life. That, heck, heck uh, I, I know like three or four people who that is their life. <laughs> right? So, so I did. I didn't write it off. I I totally made it up. But I I grew up, you know, in Cody around a lot of Mormon folks, and a, lo- a lot of my family's Mormon too. So I like to say I know enough to be dangerous uh, yeah. in regards to the religion. And so a lot I put enough elements in it that people believe that it's actually my story, and it's not anybody's story. But it's... having met people that actually did uh, uh, did sort of, you know, it, they they took it as their story i like that yeah yeah that's a fun song too thanks man yeah uh what's what's your dream show and why is it the ryman (laughs) is that everybody's answer is that just you know you know you get i get a lot of people who say that ryman Uh, a lot of people who say like red rocks and that sort of thing now too but like a, a lot of ryman Oh, you couldn't go wrong with the rhyme, especially the the folks that you're interviewing. I mean, we're all country music artists and, you know, there's the old stories about Hank Williams getting kicked off the rhyme or, oh, or just yeah. being in that circle. And, and you know, I mean, the, the the number of people that have been influences for me and anybody else you've interviewed are have all sang at the rhyme. so, yeah, I, I don't really think about all that stuff too much. I mean, I kind of just take it one gig at a time and and you know it all works out the way it does and the stage i'm on whenever i'm playing is my favorite stage because it means i get to do you know another day of that um but like man i've i've seen some shows at red rocks and i I think red rocks would be really really hard to beat um i've also seen you know like or i haven't seen but i've seen pictures of like the gorge up in washington state and that's a sweet venue but i'm gonna go with your your response man it's it's the opry because it's uh yeah it's hallowed ground it's the it's the church it's it's the mother church mm-hmm. yeah man that's awesome uh <laughs> 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 yeah uh what what's it kind of what do you feel like the difference is between being up here in wyoming as opposed to being like down in texas oklahoma country what's what's kind of the sound differences as far as your music goes um and what have you noticed oh that's a great question uh you know i i lived in austin for a couple years so i was i was like in it and got to um you know i was trying to be a part of it the band that i'd moved to austin with was heavily influenced by all of that oklahoma texas music and i think that a lot of the music up here still is i mean it's it's really good music. Everybody loves Turnpike Troubadours. You know, you're not gonna, 
yeah. you're you're gonna be hard pressed to go out a night in Laramie or Cody or anywhere and have and not hear, you know, a turnpike song at a bar, you know, up exactly. here. So that music that that's just great music. And so um, I don't know that we have like our own identity as far musically. Um, I do think it's a lot of it's borrowed from um, just like that that Appalachian music, fiddle music, that folky sound. And then, you know, you throw drums into it, more of a, a bit of a rock element where you have a sort of a turnpike sound, um, you know, that blended fiddle with drums and, you know, big, big choruses, you know, that that music is so infectious. And, and a lot of us up here are trying to do the same thing. I think um, content wise, maybe the biggest difference is we just have different things to write about, right? We're not writing about, um, you know, red, red dirt, roads or, or anything like that maybe we're writing a little bit more about the isolation of of the region we live in because people are just more isolated where we live in the you know the least populated state in the nation and, and we're more spread out than most people we have things that they don't have in texas like mountains and big canyons and and um you know really big landscapes that are public lands so we have maybe a little different content wise to to deal with and, and i hear that a lot from my my peers you know big ranches kellen smith writes about real stories you know on a big ranch you know and they don't necessarily have those mm -hmm. those down there to sing about you know yeah um, I've, so. I've also noticed that a lot of uh sorry to interrupt you but i've i've also noticed a lot yeah. of uh northern artists I, i've noticed more northern artists sing about rodeo than like red dirt uh type artists sing about rodeo and that sort of thing interesting yeah I could see that um, a, a lot of us, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. And it might just depend on who you're listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it might, might just be that I listen to uh, Ian Tyson and Sam Munzik a lot, but <laughs> might be on more to that music for sure. But yeah, it might be. I mean, a lot of it, it's kind of weird to think about how many of us, you know, um, up here that sing it, have competed or or been really close to that world um and there's i know there's plenty you know there there's so many more artists in texas like there are hundreds of dudes yeah. down there and women who make a career with music that you, you've never even heard of exactly you know, versus yeah. you know, me, there's like you know there's a, there's a few dozen there's not a ton you know and you can you about know everybody anyways like um so yeah that that would be probably a big difference between us and them it's we rodeo is a big part of our culture here i mean we live in the cowboy state it's it's impossible to escape here for sure yeah man what's uh where, where do you think the music industry is like moving towards do you think uh what's like americana or like more red dirt or more what what do you think the broad shift is that, you, that you're seeing oh man it's that's such that's a, that's a an interesting question um so the the music industry is is it the way i look at it is um a lot of people think that the music industry is is really um like canned and they kind of control everything but the way i kind of think that it really works especially now that you have stuff like spotify and apple music where you can see real-time data on what artists are actually, you know, doing numbers-wise, as far as streaming numbers and numbers of, you know, monthly listeners and stuff, is um, 
they're just following whatever works, right? Like as far as Nashville and, and major labels go, like they're not developing artists anymore. They're just finding somebody like, um, you know, who's already making a lot of waves or a lot of noise themselves and then bringing them in and and instead of developing artists that are essentially just becoming big advertising arms for artists that are already sort of have a fan base and are a little bit established. But what it does al allow um, there to be is, is, um, is a regional success can turn into, because of, of streaming services, a regional band or regional act um, can have broad appeal given the right opportunities in different playlists, um, because that's kind of how music is um, shared now in in playlist algorithms and you know if you like this you might also like this and spotify sort of um, automatically does that for you and and um, so the state of music as a musician i think is really awesome and really healthy because it allows people like me or you know maybe a better example would be somebody like zach bryan who lives in oklahoma and doesn't have to go to nashville and does you know draws has huge draws anywhere he goes sells out you know stadiums or yeah wherever I, I, and he doesn't yeah he doesn't I have to answer it anybody right? <laughs> all right uh i i haven't seen a like this year i haven't seen him as the like the second listing on a uh music festival or anything he, he has always been at the top of everything that he's been at yeah, yeah. big big letters right at the top yeah. right and yeah and that guy owns everything he does and most of us do you know to some degree we still own everything and so as a musician it's a really nice place and time to be because although we're not going to have as many opportunities to uh, make a bunch of money from a record label it also means we don't have to move to nashville to have a, a, a music career um, we can tour in our areas and make a good living off of spotify streams and and um and be able to do music on our terms so it's it's a little bit of it's good and bad but it's mostly good i think yeah i i love the that music is maybe a little bit more regional now because it means that i can see artists like you like i don't have to go to nashville or anything like that and it's easier for you guys to tour and uh maybe get a little bit more recognition uh than just regionally without having to go to nashville i i think it's awesome yeah and and nothing and like I have every, uh, utmost respect for musicians in Nashville. If you oh went, yeah, you know, you went to Nashville and were had a burger at Applebee's. Whoever's serving you is probably a better singer, songwriter, guitar player, you know, than you than you'd run into anywhere else, you know. It, so people down there, it's it's a it's a shark tank of talent down there. Um, but it's just a different whole thing entirely. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's you, a you gotta beast. appreciate it. You know, I like Eric Church and I like Luke Combs and I like a lot of that music too. It's not what I listen to day to day, but you know, it's not all bad down there either. No, as no. much crap as it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As much as I, I, as much as I personally like to make fun of mainstream country, yeah. uh, that yeah, there's still do. good. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we we all do. Like we all we all make fun of it, but if we still have guilty pleasures, and you know, it's. If it sounds good on a boat, it's not bad music, you know. It's just no, exactly. maybe not what you listen to uh, going down the road by yourself, you know. Yeah, man. So if you were to open up your phone right now and uh, you were going for a drive and going down the road by yourself, what playlist would you put on and what is it called? 
Oh, I have a playlist right now on my phone. It's called A Matter of Time. And it's just called A Matter of Time because I wanted to base a playlist off my latest record title. So mm-hmm. there's a shameless plug for my record called A Matter shameless of Time. Shameless plug. <laughs> and uh, and um, it's got, like, I've been in, listening to, um, like, 40, 49 Winchester. I really yeah. like Charlie Charles Wesley Godwin. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of him. I listened to a guy named Pony Bradshaw. Um, I like Sierra Farrell. Um, gosh, who else, man? I mean, so a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, J.R. Carroll, I've been listening to him. Um, Drayton Farley. So more like pretty, pretty dark, you know, in in ways like Southern Appalachian type music i'm really been digging a lot of that stuff so that's pro- that's what i've been listening to mostly nice man yeah well, well man i really appreciate you coming on uh appreciate you taking the time to come on why don't you shout out where everyone can hear you okay cool well hey i appreciate you having me on as well um you can check me out uh i'm on instagram just kaylin beasley my first and last name um i'm on I have a Facebook page as well for that, for my music stuff. I have a website, kaylinbeasley.com, and then my music is available on all streaming platforms. I have online stores. You can get merchandise, CDs, all that kinds of stuff all through my, um, I think it's all through my website and through my Instagram account. So yeah, but if you want to listen to my music and you, you have a streaming service, just look my name up and it's there. Sweet dude. And where's your next concert at, uh, besides the um, uh, festival in Boise? Besides the festival in Boise. So yeah, we'll be at um, the Tree Fort Festival. And then after that, we'll go uh, to the Verge in Jackson on the 25th of um, March. And then I'll be back again at the Verge on the 30th. And then um, I have some more stuff going on later in uh, May and June. But yeah, my calendar's all on my website and, and all that stuff. But yeah, we'll, if you're in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, the next couple of weeks, we'll be, we'll be coming at you. All right. Well, I might have to make a trip home just to see you, man. Uh, you can check out Western Sounds anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, it's just Western Sounds. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Western Sounds. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, big thanks to Kaylin for coming on, and uh, I really appreciate it, man. You're an awesome guest. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. Best of luck to you. You as well.